Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. This is Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. For those of you that are new to our show, um, basically I created Alzheimer's Speaks because my mom had dementia for 30 years and I am all about connecting people to resources, products, and tools. I think it's absolutely critical um, that the general public find what they need out there. So today we're going to have a really fun conversation with a woman I so highly admire by the name of Cindy Lazinski. She is doing just remarkable work in the area of dementia and is a true change agent. But before there, I just want to again welcome you all to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio and thank you for your likes, your clicks, your shares because you have lifted our platform up um, so people around the world now know who we are and where they can go to get information at all levels. Um, If you're a person with dementia, a family member, a business professional, a researcher, um, we want to share it all here. Um, Authors, um, movie directors, musicians, you name it. We all have a piece of the pie here. We all have loved ones and friends and coworkers and neighbors who are struggling with dementia, and we can make this world better just by sharing our own stories and and what we see. So feel free to go to alzheimerspeaks.com. You can learn more about our various platforms there. But before I get into introducing you to Cindy, I just want to um, tell you a couple of things. There is a Cruising Through Caregiving Virtual Book Club coming up. It's uh, basically May 15th through August 28th. And it's once a week at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. You can find more about that by going to alzheimerspeaks.com. Jennifer Fitzpatrick is the author. Um, I'm going to be joining her actually this Wednesday for the session. So please join us. It's real easy to sign up and and be part of that virtual book club. And if you purchase the book, uh, the funds will go to Hilarity uh, for charity or a portion of that. Also on our webpage, on the homepage, you will find information about Stall Catchers, which is a game that you can actually play and analyze real live data for Alzheimer's research. And then the other thing I wanted to point out that we also have a, a banner ad on our, our homepage for is Alzheimer's Disease International really wants you to participate in taking a survey talking about what do you think about dementia. They do an an annual report every year that is just so, so valuable, and I, I love getting it, and I would love to see you participate in taking that survey. So please... Uh, Again, just go to our website and get more information there. And last, I'm just going to give a shout out to Dementia Action Alliance. They're having their second North American Dementia Conference 
June 20th through the 22nd in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, there, they really do feature a lot of their speakers um, who are living with the disease, and I think you'll find it absolutely uh, fascinating, um, the connections you make and the information that you learn. So enough of the housekeeping. Let me introduce you to Cindy Lazinski. She is an advanced practice nurse a certified dementia practitioner, and the founder and executive director of the nonprofit organization um, that builds and uh, sustaining dementia-friendly communities of northern Colorado. And she, I, I've had the, the lucky um, position to be able to meet Cindy personally and go down and visit their their dementia-friendly community, and it is like no other. I, I really, I can't talk enough about it. Cindy is also the only accredited FECO Specialized Early Care for Alzheimer's coach in North America, and she was credentialed through the Contented Dementia Trust over in England, where she continues to get extensive training on the FECO program. Cindy is also trained as a DAWN specialist, and DAWN stands for Dementia Alzheimer's Wellbeing Network, and is completing requirements to become a train the trainer as well in that program. She also serves on the North America Dementia Action Alliance team, working to influence language and research in ways that focus on optimizing well-being with dementia and giving voice to the true experts who are living with dementia. Needless to say, if you can't tell, I just adore and respect this woman. She is a strong advocate for community collaboration, um, raising the expected standard of dementia care in all of our communities, and she really enjoys providing businesses and communities education and one-on-one -on -one consulting with families and facilitating dementia care partner support groups in memory cafes in North Colorado. She is passionate about helping people truly discover there is a lot of living to do and a lot of joy to be had when dementia becomes part of one's daily journey. So welcome, Cindy. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. How are you doing? Wow, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Well, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> well, it is a lot, but you're doing a ton. And you are doing it in such a, a, a fabulous way because you are so personal and gentle and um, you're so in tune to, to truly listening and touching people, I think, at a soul level when you interact. Your, your compassion and your empathy um, and, and your skill set is so strong, and it, it shows through your work in northern Colorado because it is absolutely unbelievable. But what I want to start out with in our conversation today is I want you to explain a little bit more about the, the speckle program, because you are the only accredited one here in North America and you've studied with Penny Gardner over in the UK who developed the program. And, you know, this method of um, contented dementia trust, you know, what's that all about? And, how the heck did you two ever get connected? And what possessed you to, 
to fly over there because most people would be, oh, that's interesting, but they're not going to book a flight, you know, <laughs> and they're not they're not going to follow up. <laughs> well, it it actually was kind of an interesting series of events, but um, it started with my dad, uh, who was a trout researcher for the state of Wisconsin for many years and did trout stream habitat improvement. Um, he was a good family man and, you know, strong in his faith. And um, I was just home visiting him one day in Wisconsin. And he said, Cindy, I'm having such trouble multitasking. I can't seem to focus anymore. And I feel like I'm living in a fog. And those were his symptoms. And as a geriatric nurse, and I was kind of out in the community doing community case management, I knew <laughs> that that was the moment like, oh, we're headed down the dementia journey. I don't know what this means, but here we go. And it just became this defining moment for me where I thought I got to learn whatever I can about dementia so that I can help my dad finish well, really was my um, thought at the time. I, I wanted him to live well and finish well. And so what that led to was I started to look up everything I could about dementia when I got home. And I, the first book I read was called uh, Dementia, Frank and Linda's Story by Louise Morse. And in that book, she talked about this speckle method or this contented dementia method that they used over in the Pilgrim Homes over there in the UK. And um, also said, well, you know, a lot of times you can't even tell the difference between some of our people that are living with dementia and some that aren't when you're using this method and I that intrigued me so I contacted her and I said can I I'm going to be over there so I actually already did have a trip booked and I said I'm going to be over there in three weeks can I come and see you and it ended up not working out to see her but she said Penny Garner is going to be in England when or in London when you're in London and it worked out perfectly so Penny sat down with me for three hours she explained the foundational uh, analogy that is required to understand how to do contented dementia or how to use the speckle method. So she uses this speckle photograph album analogy to explain really what happens in our memory systems normally, what happens as we age, and then what's the single defining characteristic that occurs with onset of dementia. And that analogy just changed my whole paradigm for dementia care. And I thought, well, why didn't I learn this in nursing school? And why doesn't everybody else know this? Because it is such a simple uh, way to understand, really kind of from the viewpoint of somebody living with dementia, what what's happening when they're losing some of their memory skills and some of their memory recent memories, or what we would say is recent facts. Um, so th that meeting was kind of changed the trajectory of my life. And now I'm like all about telling people, you got to learn about this method because it's really simple. Anybody can do it and it can be life changing. Wow. Okay, One of the things ahead. that I like about what you said was that it was so simple. And why doesn't everyone else know this? Because I think one of the things that I know frustrated, frustrated me as a daughter was everything seemed to be secretive and it seemed to be um, very specialized where like you couldn't do that. You couldn't mm -hmm. handle that. And there, I think, I, I don't know, I think living with dementia is, it can be very simple. If mm -hmm. we just, if we just take the scary out of it and know that it's mm -hmm. doable. And so I, I love when you said you had that connection immediately, because I think that's what so many people are looking for is just a simplicity 
to to say, I, you know, to empower them to believe mm-hmm. that they can make a difference. Well, yeah, and I think the way that Penny explains what's happening in our minds using this photograph album analogy um, helps us see kind of the why behind the what. And so her what is there's just three golden rules to start uh, providing contented dementia for someone. Uh, But knowing the why, I think that does make what and how just naturally follow. And so with the speckle photograph album, she talks about how every experience we have gets entered into our the kind of the photograph albums of our minds a split second after it occurs. And every experience contains the facts of what just happened and the associated feelings. And so these photographs are entering into our mind a split second, you know, with, you know, like immediately and in unconsciously in the background of our lives. And we actually are consulting these photographs all the time with the photographs that are entering on today's page to help us, go through the day in what seems like a seamless fashion, but it's because we can consult these facts that are in our photograph albums um, to help us make sense of things. Well, what happens with dementia is that photographs still enter the photograph albums the same way, but they don't necessarily, they don't contain the facts. A lot of times it just contains the feelings of what just happened. And so the feelings take up all the space where the facts used to be. And, we have to pay attention to that because where there's where there's what we call blanks or where it's only the feelings, we can't expect that people with dementia are going to recall facts because they may not have even entered or been stored. So sometimes when we talk about, oh, well, he forgot or I didn't remember, really it's not that we forgot or we didn't remember. It's that the facts never got stored in the first place. They're just not mm-hmm. there. And so then how can we, as somebody without dementia, interact with somebody who may or may not have recent storage of facts, or at least not a coherent sequence of facts being stored? Um, And so that's where the three golden rules come in, and and it really, it's all about us changing our expectations, and about us choosing to be kind instead of right, and um, just really treating the person with dementia with dignity, that they still mm-hmm. deserve. So it's just been, um, I don't know, I, I, I've loved I've loved the method. It's all based on, you know, like w- keeping a sense of well-being for uh, people. And the Speckle method defines well-being with the acronym P-A-S-T. And that stands for personal worth is the P, like every human being has to feel good about themselves in some way. And the A is autonomy. Every human being needs to feel like they can make a decision and see it carried out. And then the S is social ease where you know, we all, every human being, we all need to be able to reach out to another human being and get an acceptable response. And then the, the T of P-A-S-T is trust, a trust that all will be well. And, and we can create that for ourselves kind of pre-dementia. But once somebody has dementia and it's hard to initiate and sequence and see cause and effect and have access to recent facts, we're the ones, the people without dementia, that have to help create that sense of PAST or that sense of well-being for somebody with dementia. So the golden rules and everything is all designed around restoring and maintaining well-being. Okay. Well, that yeah. that makes a ton of sense. Um, and I think, again, those those items that you brought down when when we look at 
you know, a person with dementia really isn't isn't that much different than us. Their wants and their needs are still very, very mm-hmm. similar. We mm-hmm. just have to change the way we engage. I think it makes it much easier for people to understand. I, I, we we seem to categorize people and we focus so much on the differences. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of puts this wedge between us. But when we can start focusing on, hey, they're just like me. It just has to be delivered mm-hmm. a little bit different, but I can still meet that need. Um, mm-hmm. then I think those relationships stay stronger and, and they're, you're able to build on them because you've got, you understand it um, instead of right. being afraid of it. So, yeah. Well, well, I'm so glad that you were over there. And then what a hoot that, you know, you couldn't meet with the person you thought you wanted to, but then you got to go right to the top um, to the person who actually created this with, with Penny Gardner. And that is absolutely very, very cool. And I, yeah, it, I, that was, and then it, and then we've been able to. I've gone over one other time to study more in depth with her, and now we're doing more uh, like Zoom calls for continued training. Okay. With some other um, speckle coaches internationally, so it's, it, I think it's a it's a methodology that, it, it, like I said, it's not just the what you need to do or how you do it, but she really does start with why. And just like you said, she starts with how and why does this work normally? And when you understand normal, it does make it easier to understand what's happening with dementia and why we're the ones that have to do the changing. I, I want to dig a little bit deeper here because, again, there's just so much that you're doing. You know, you you do such a great job on really being person-centered and relationship-based. And you know, for me, I don't really even care for the word person center because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, I think it's overused and underdelivered. But I love the term relationship based because, again, I think I think everybody understands what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of families don't really know what person centered means, it, it seems I simple agree when you. you're in, when you're in the industry. But again, mm-hmm. I think we have to be street smart. If we're really going to educate people, we have to we have to speak in language that is comfortable and familiar and. Because they they got enough other stuff that they have to learn in you know, mm-hmm. this process. So, can you tell us? You know, you, you're you're with this contented dimension and the speckle program. What are some of the differences that you really see with some of the other programs that are that are out there? Um, you had kind of gone over the the four rules and stuff, but let's talk about when you watch maybe families trying different approaches. How, do, how does that look different to you? Well, I think initially when you see people trying, well, like when you see somebody trying to connect, correct their loved one, <laughs> that's painful. I think some there's different approaches where it's like, well, don't correct and do this and do that and don't do that. And this, this is where I like the speckle approach because it gives us a simple vocabulary to talk about, like a blanking photograph album. That makes sense to people once they can see the actual metaphor and what happens with a blanking photograph album. So I, I feel like that's where maybe Speckle differs from other approaches. The other thing is I've just seen it work. Like I've seen one of my, I mean, several of my Memory Cafe people and certainly with my dad, it, it just works to stop asking questions which is the number one golden rule, and, and a lot of people are want to fight back on that, saying, well, how do you stop asking questions? If you want to know something, how do you find out if you don't ask questions? And so for every rule with contented dementia, 
in the speckle method, there is a tool. And so you actually can find out more information by not asking direct questions and putting people on the spot. And same with listen to the expert. That's the second golden rule. The person with dementia is the expert. So the questions they ask us are highly significant, and we got to pay attention to them because that's telling us what's important to them. And using the third golden rule of don't contradict. Well, a lot of methods, I would say, have kind of come on board with don't contradict now, and that seems to be somewhat of the standard in when people say we're doing person-centered care. But the practice of it, I mean, you know, realizing not to contradict and then the actual practice of it is different, and then having an understanding of, well, what really, slow it down. What really happens in our minds when somebody contradicts us? It causes us to have a moment where we're looking at the metaphorical photograph album and checking those photographs and saying, well, wait, she's contradicting me. Why is she saying that? Why would she even think that that's right? Um, and, and I have that feeling like I've been wronged or I'm wrong. And I can figure that out when I've been contradicted because I have coherent storage of facts. I would know the fact, like, if you contradicted me, Lori, and said, uh, like I said, oh, I'm so glad it's Monday, and you said, no, Cindy, it's Tuesday. Well, I would be checking my photograph album saying, why would she think it's Monday? I just saw the paper. I know it's, or why would she think it's Tuesday? I know it's Monday. I just saw the paper. But then what if you said, okay, but Cindy, that was yesterday's paper. Okay, well, we can figure that out, and there's not too much trouble because we've got all the facts. But you have that kind of conversation with somebody who's not storing coherent facts, and it's all about the feelings. All they have is the feeling that they've been wronged or that they need to mm -hmm. prove themselves right. They may not even have the fact of saying, of, of knowing that they had said it was Monday. And so we just cause anxiety, and then we cause more photographs to enter their album of, you know, like feeling anxious. And so just simple things like, like that, when you have the analogy to go by, you can almost picture what's happening when you're causing a contradiction for somebody um, living with dementia. So I, I, that's why I just, I think it's such a simple explanation um, for teaching people. And the feedback I get from care partners is that it's life-changing. They suddenly stop asking questions. They stop contradicting. They are listening to the phrases and the questions that their loved one is asking. And it's changing everything for them. They're, one of my care partners was so depressed and felt like she needed to correct her husband. She was a teacher after all. <laughs> and she started to use the three golden rules. And she said, it's just changed everything. It is not hard anymore, um, as hard as it was. Now he's advancing. It's certainly always difficult as a care partner, and we need to come around people who are serving as care partners. I mean, that's what dementia-friendly communities is all about. But she doesn't really feel like it's this impossible thing anymore to do because she's got the tools to do it. And then given that we're trying to make our communities more dementia-friendly, she's also got people around her who are supporting her too, plus a decent framework to teach and, and learn about. Well, again, Cindy, I cannot thank you enough for spending this time with us today. I know how precious time is and how busy you are. For those of you that would like to reach out to Cindy, uh, you can check out their website at DementiaFriendsNOCO.org. That's DementiaFriendsNOCO.org. 
or you can email her at dementiafriendsnoco at gmail.com. Again, you can email at dementiafriendsnoco at gmail.com. Looking forward to having you back on the show very soon. And thank you for all of the work you are doing in Northern Colorado and spreading your gift around the world. And I'm so thrilled that you are, you know, working with the Speckle Project. I think it's amazing and I can't wait for it to spread across Northern America. Have a fantastic day. Bye, everyone. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.